Saturday, I might add, as you may or may not have noticed. Sometimes I even surprise myself. Uh, yeah, so it's your pal Rory here at Aman.net for the Aman Radio Show. And to start this week, AM People with Death Valley. That is from, I guess you could call it an EP they put out last year in May known as The Quarantine Files. I'm usually a little apprehensive about releases that mention COVID or quarantine or pandemic or anything like that in their titles because it very often ends up being the case that here's a bunch of crap that we weren't going to put out, but because we don't have the ability to record anything, we just dug through the archives and here's a bunch of subpar stuff that you can listen to. Uh... A lot of people are guilty of that, but actually this, these three songs from AM People are, are all really good. And I thought Death Valley was, was uh, especially notable insofar as it's, uh, it's kind of poppy, but it's kind of rough around the edges. Good combination. That's what I'm into. Yeah. Um, so, what do I got this week? Actually, I, I guess that's topical. AM People are from Detroit, and I got a number of Things from other bands from Michigan I'll be playing. That was the weekly Bandcamp search. And I still have a lot of stuff from previous week's searches, such as uh, a lot of things from Washington State still that I'm planning to play. So there'll be some things from Washington State as well as I kind of dig through the U.S. And then, you know, I got stuff from other places too. I'm not just keeping it U.S.-specific. Um, so yeah, there's that. Zach will be by halfway through for Unallowed. And, I don't know, just a general assortment of the stuff that I tend to play here from the past, I don't know, 80 years or something. Um, I'm going to play Pet Wedding by Monitor next. This is the flip side of a really wacky single. Uh, the other side is Beak, and it's one of the nuttiest songs I've ever heard, and I absolutely love it. Pet Wedding is really good, too. I haven't played it on here yet, so I thought that might be an idea. Um, this was put out in 1979 by World Imitation, and now that I'm also thinking about it, I also have a whole set of songs coming up after I talk to Zach pertaining to not being able to hack it in the big city for one reason or another. So think of, for example, Graham Parsons' Streets of Baltimore. I'll play that. Um, and just things that fit into that thematically, that whole idea. Um, I think it'll be a pretty good show, but I'll let you be the judge of that. Anyway, here's Monitor.
sensationnel reportage ma photo en première page
The FSU quarterback will not play in the Peach Bowl because of a family issue. Death in the family is the rumor, Thomas. Ah, uh, certainly is. You got to love that, though, huh?
don't explain Just say You remain I'm glad You're bad Hush Sudden, that was Don't Explain from Kiss You Kidnapped Shara Bank, put it in 1990 by Creation. Also heard Phantom Model before that, Cold Shoulder from Panic Picnic, put out in 2019 by Grim Larkin. No, I'm Grimalkin Records, I can't even read. Jeepers. Alright. Yeah, I found found them when I was looking through Virginia. I guess that was another state I was digging through recently too. Kind of forgot about that. All kind of blurs together in the old band camp search. You know, when you gotta dig through 
probably a hundred pages to find one good band sometimes. Um, but anyway, it's worth it when you find somebody like Phantom Model. Uh, another result of a Bandcamp search from a long, long time ago, Radio Supernova from Finland. This is from, the song I played is from what they just put out, a uh, new album, Takassian, it's called, and the name of the song is Rusio, and was released by the label Sweet C. Stilti. And I could be pronouncing any of those words incorrectly, being Finnish and all, as in the words, not me. Uh, and yeah, I really got to tip my hat to those folks. It says on their Bandcamp page, recorded in the spring of summer, spring and summer of 2020. Anybody who's able to record a good album during the spring and summer of 2020 deserves recognition. More recognition than I can give them myself, but yeah, I think it's quite an accomplishment. I'll post a link to their Bandcamp page after when I put the replay up. And then there was Danny Partir Por La Lune from an EP put out 1966 through Dooch, <laughs> Dooshratat Thompson. Title translates to Go to the Moon and started it with Monitor Pet Wedding from their 1979 single through World Imitation. Gonna play something by the Rock and Ramrods next Jungle Call. This came out in 1963 by means of the Explosive Records label.
Society of the Illustrious Mule is the name of the song. That came out, it would help if I had my notes in front of me to tell you. Yeah, that came out uh, in 2019 as a self-release thing. The album itself is called What in capital letters or the question mark. 
Then it was Fred Lane and Ron Pate's Debonair's Fun and the Fundus, taken from the album from the one that cut you, put out in 1983 by Say Debut. Then it was Fine, the song Roy, from their 2018 release called Snarls. Another Washington find on Bandcamp. Before that, Dane with Vacancy from their self-titled release, which uh, the label Beach Impediment put out. Beach Impediment is based in Virginia. I believe Dane comes from Boston. Pretty sure. And started with the Rock and Ramrods Jungle Call from the 1963 explosive record single. All right, got a whole pile of more stuff to get through, so I won't talk your ear off. You know, it's uh, pretty much right on the money for talking to Zach at the midway point. I think it'll time out to be almost exactly one hour through the show. I like it when that happens. So next I'm going to play Luggage, or rather a song by Luggage called Rain. It's from their album Shift which came out in 2019 through Corpse Flower.
It started raining avocados from my avocado tree. Was this man barking up the wrong tree? I told him, get the hell out of my tree. He says, I'm going to pick your avocados, old man. What are you going to do about it? What would prompt you to do something so stupid, sir? Guacamole. Next, Judge Judy. Bom, 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 bom,
Culture, do they? Is the song that was put out in 2017 through the label called Furious Hooves. I have no idea if the horse culture people are affiliated with Furious Hooves, but it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Jackie Lee Cochran before that, Georgia Lee Brown was the song from a 1959 Jaguar single. Love that line in there. My heart's as hollow as an empty glove. That's creative uh, lyric writing when you need something to rhyme with the word love. Uh, Marcus, before that, Pisser, part out from uh, Moon Boots, which they put out at the end of last year. I'm sorry I didn't realize that was out until just this week. Had played stuff by Marcus in the past and very much appreciate their music. So yeah, that, that was November that came out, and I'll post the link to their Bandcamp page a bit later. Dead Spells before Marcus, uh, Watery Grave from What Remains. They self-released that in 2018. Also heard The Honeys, He's a Doll from a 1964 Warner Brothers single that was written by Brian Wilson, and both sides are... Uh, produced and arranged by him as well. He only wrote that one song on on the single. The other one was, who is that? Uh, It says, Glance Rovell. Doesn't ring a bell. Um, And started it with Luggage. The song was Rain from Shift, put out in 2019 by Corpse Flower. And yeah, 
It's Zach time. I hope I keep my mailman called Mr. Mac away from Zach. Oh, there we go. Is it ringing? I don't know if it's working. It says says active. I can't hear him. Uh-oh. I don't know if Zach can hear me. Well, that's weird. Let me, I'm going to try something here real quick. If Zach is actually on, and while you wait, I think there, there could be something loose, not connected properly. Let me try this. Okay. Nothing? Still nothing? Well, all right. I'll have to try this later. Uh, I got a whole set of songs lined up here, uh, as I was mentioning, which pertain to not being able to hack it in the big city. So I'll start with Charlie Sugar Time Phillips' The Wild Side of Houston, put out in 1977 by Spirit of the 21st Century. This one's interesting because it's a single, but... The same song is on both sides of the single. I have to wonder if maybe this was something he wrote and he just didn't care enough to write something else to slap on the other side of it. Maybe it was sitting around for a while. It sounds better than most country that was coming out around 1977. Anyhow, here we go. Is where my baby stays In the penthouse of a hotel She sleeps there every day To the jet set in Houston Her name is well known Yeah, she's living high in Houston And I'm low in San Up there in Houston, 
San Antonio, I'm down. I dreamed of the bright lights and the big city ways back home on the farm long ago a friend of mine told me I could be a success if I ever decided to go He talked like the money up there grows on trees And around every corner was a rainbow for me But the bright lights and the liquor that flowed oh so free Took everything that I owned Made a fool out of me Here I am standing On the street of success And the lights are as bright As I dreamed Without a penny in my pocket and no place to rest I'm a bum On the street of success Here I am standing On the street of success and the lights are as bright as I dream without a penny in my pocket and no place to rest I'm a bum on the street of success another on the street of success Okay, I think I gotta figure it out now Yeah, so I'll just I figure it's better to break in here Zach's gotta run anyway, so Get this 
train on the track here. Sorry about the stupid window sound that was in the middle of Wild Side of Houston. All right. I think, think this is working. It's funny. The one time I don't, like, test the phone like I usually do, then it doesn't work. So, of course that happens. Here we go. Is it going to work? Oh, there's some kind of weird noise. Maniac. Yeah. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. All right. Perfect. Yeah, you said it. <laughs> what are you up to? Oh, not much. I just went for a, a very cold walk. It's, uh, well, it doesn't make any difference to tell the temperature here, but it's quite colder than your eight. Is it below freezing? Um, well, yeah, well below freezing. Yeah, about about 15 degrees below freezing here. So, yeah. Uh, I went on a pretty short walk, and uh, I'm starting to get some. Uh, I, I like you. I I go on a long walk, or maybe sometimes two long walks a day, if I can if I can manage it. I walk somewhere between five and ten miles every day, and uh, there's a, there's a couple of people in the neighborhood that uh, are starting to starting to give me starting to give me some nicknames. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's funny. I have there's definitely people I recognize on my walks, and then there's even an old man who's like, I think you said he's 77, who I've kind of befriended. And uh, to look at him, you'd say he's in like his 50s because he's using one of these like little bicycle slash scooter things. Anyway, he does like yeah. <laughs> 30 or 40 kilometers of, uh, every two days or something nuts like that. Wow. Yeah. So. That that guy's an inspiration. I gotta gotta admit that. Yeah, no joke. That's incredible. Yeah, that's uh, that's, a, that's a goal for being seventy seven for me. Totally. If I, you know, if I last that long. <laughs> but have you? So what's about these neighbors? What did you, what did you hear from them? Uh, one of them, like uh, one of them, is always out working on his car, and and when I just no matter what time of day it is or night, he's always out there fiddling around with his car in his driveway and he, he, he the last few times I passed him he says there he is walking man <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's another lady her dog got out uh, and was running around the neighborhood um, her dog's named Zulu and um, the dog she the dog she had a uh, one of those things with the number um with the, her number on it in case she got lost. So I called her and took the dog back to where she was and all that. And, uh, she's been, she has, I think she just like sits and she's an older lady. I think she just sits and looks out the window. And every time that she sees me coming by, she'll come out and say, my hero. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I paid to got her dog back to her. I mean, the dog wasn't very far away. I think it just got slipped under the fence or something like that. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but, Zach Coon's so local idea. celeb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. I actually really do like walking around. I like walking around my neighborhood. I do. Uh, I do. I do like stand and talk with people and that sort of thing. And I, I do get a lot of. I do get a lot of enjoyment from that. Uh, it's hard to, you know. I mean, obviously from a distance, it's hard to. It's hard to really have much contact with anybody these days, especially with 
Ohio being one of the worst state, states for COVID-19. And uh, so I, I'll, I walk with a mask on and, you know, uh, keep, I'll talk to people, but keep a distance of the, keep the six feet distance, all that stuff. But it is nice to, it's nice to kind of feel like a part of a neighborhood anyway. And, uh, you know, there, there are some people that I think are kind of like me that just need to be outside. I guess car fixing guy is one of those people if he's always out fixing his car. Always out. He was out this morning. It was very, very cold out this morning. I, I went for a walk around 9 a.m. And, uh, yeah, it was freezing, freezing cold. And, yeah, he was, he, he was, he was already out there working at it. So I'll, I'll usually, I'll stop with him and talk with him for five or ten minutes and, uh, you know, he'll tell me what he's doing on his car and I'll pretend like I understand and uh, <laughs> pretty much just, actually it's more like him just talking at me more than, more than anything else and uh, yeah, I, I meet, I, I meet a lot of, I meet a lot of color, colorful characters. There's a really aggressive prostitute uh, that is always out on one part of my, one portion of my walk. And I, I wish I could, I wish I could find a way to say no, that it would be, that it would be understood that it's always a no, but I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that because I always get, she always, she propositions me every single time I, every single time I pass by and, uh, negotiates really like we'll lower the price and all this sort of thing. And, uh, you know, of course, I always, I always say no. Well, not of course, but I mean, I do, at any rate, I do always say no. And, uh, but that's kind of the, one of the unpleasant parts of the walk. I, I have like, I have several different routes, but that, but when I do that one particular route, I always, I always run into her. I wonder if that works as a tactic, trying to wear somebody down over multiple encounters. Yeah, or, you know, like, assume that maybe they're just in the right mood, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't usually work, but, you know, maybe you'll catch somebody when they're feeling really lonesome or really, uh, you know, really revved up or something like that, and you it, it, it finally ends up working out for you. I don't know. I don't know, but, I, yeah, I'm not sure if that works. I, I didn't, uh, I would think that, I would think that solicitation in general really isn't probably... That's kind of a dangerous prospect, to my mind. I mean, I don't know. I don't pretend to know a lot about the business, but soliciting people in general seems to be. I mean, it, to me, to my mind, it's pretty clear what she's what she what she's doing. So, if anybody's of the mind, if anybody's of of the mind to avail themselves of, of their service, of her service, that is, I'd say it should be pretty clear to them and they would just, they would make the first move, but I don't know. I don't know the etiquette. I'm not sure about the etiquette. I'm not, I'm not familiar with, uh, that aspect of life and don't, don't think I ever will be. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but it's not something I'm all that interested in at any rate. Um, I think the days so I don't, of I don't know solicitation that. on the street in general, I don't mean just for sex purposes, but for, you know, let's just say the the door to door shoe salesman, for example. I think that's pretty well on the wane, or is is probably a done deal in a lot of cases. Like, 
you know, with, with the advent of the internet, how much of that kind of stuff really needs to be going on, people trying to sell you stuff while you're out minding your own business in, like, a residential or semi-residential area. Oh, yeah, I'd say that that aspect of it is definitely done, but I don't know if there's a... I don't. I don't know if there's, if 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 there's a prostitution on the internet kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there. Are, I mean, that would be smart if anybody did that. It seems like that would be. That's a. I mean, I guess there are escort services. I'm not sure exactly. I don't think those are. I don't know. No, those are necessarily always involve gratification or not. I, I really just don't. I don't pretend to be an expert about anything like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking like. If somebody were to set something like that up, they would they would be pretty probably be a pretty wise business move. But you'd have to it would almost have to be on the like the dark web in places where it's still illegal. I mean, Ohio it's still illegal. There there are places in in uh, in the in this country where it's where it's totally legal, but not very many. It's it's just something that's I don't think it's something that like. I think it's probably something like weed. It's something that people know that is going on. They just don't really. It's probably just not all that enforced. Yeah. Like people are probably don't get busted for a lot, but it's one of these things. I hope within our, our lifetime we we see that become like totally open, openly legalized, along with a bunch of other stuff, and that they hopefully get rid of other stupid things that have been done with the law, such as the fucking. Shifting the clocks ahead and back every year. I fucking hate that. Man. <laughs> yeah, maybe Biden will be the Biden will be the, the sensible president that finally gets rid of that. That would be, I'd be just elated. I'd be through the roof if that happened. Because if the U.S. did it, so many other countries would follow suit. I think that's really the yeah. thing to be done. A bunch of countries have gotten rid of it. Actually, like I think it's almost entirely phased out in Australia. Uh, a lot of Asian countries got rid of it. Uh, Russia got rid of it. Um, what else? I think yeah, here in the EU, it's one of these things that they are in the process of leaving it up to individual countries to determine if they want to continue it or not. So I think before we're dead, we'll see the removal of that nonsense. Yeah, that 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 would be uh, that. That that would be pretty thrilling. Yeah, it's it's something I don't. I, I think maybe maybe in a in a largely agrarian society, it, it maybe it does make a little bit more sense. But we we don't really have a a largely agrarian society anymore, so it doesn't. It's kind of lost. It's it's it's, it's if there ever was usefulness, and I'd imagine there at some point there must have been. Um, I think that that usefulness is probably outlived itself it's it's not it's no longer all that useful anymore i'd say yeah it's like if you want to get up earlier fucking get up earlier don't make everybody else change their schedule (laughs) yeah that makes the most sense right yeah you know it's right why would it why yeah why why is time why would time be changed for anyone (laughs) just you know time already time you know quote unquote time is already kind of a uh it's a construct more than it is more than it is a reality, and then to to toy with the construct we have and, and move that move that around and change it seems like a pretty surreal, unusual way to uh, 
you know, it's like it, it makes something that is already unreal even more unreal. Yeah, it just messes with something that hardly even makes any sense to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm, 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 it doesn't, it seems, it seems like laws really weren't, there's, there wasn't a lot of common sense put into laws. And, you know, like a lot of the, not just laws, but just a lot of the kind of, um, statutes and mandates and all that stuff. There, it, it seems like they were, like, they were put forth by people who had, some kind of, um, they they had some kind of uh, uh, agenda. Yeah, exactly. Some kind of ulterior who, 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 that would be suited. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was suited, and they they had just enough power or just enough persistence, or maybe both, to successfully get their, you know, get their nonsense project uh, ratified. <laughs> Also, it's you know it's so strange. I mean, people can just be really passionate about incredibly stupid things. That's a pretty dangerous thing, you know. <laughs> like, probably you know, like the the time change probably took place because of two or three people that just got extremely passionate about it and just kept at it for you know who knows who knows for how long. They were just like, it's, "This has got to be done. This is going to happen." And you know what? What are what an incredibly stupid thing to be passionate about. Yeah, and they probably just happen to know some people higher up the ladder and whatever. Get some be a pull of strings for them. Three some palms. Yeah, metaphors like that are involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's. Um, I think about I think about that often enough. Like all the all the incredibly stupid things that people are incredibly passionate about. Like, like, I think about the term "foodie" often enough. <laughs> what a, what a really, what a really stupid thing to be passionate. It's food, you know. I mean, I like to eat it, but to to make that to make that the number one passion of your life to me just seems like a. It's kind of like an oxy. It's it's almost just like, of course it's, uh, of of course I'm really into food so is everyone we have to eat it to be able to survive or wine culture there's just so many cultures that are just incredibly irritating me craft beer culture <laughs> oh that's another one i really detest i played a song by a have... just before i tried to call you the first time called horse culture that's the kind of culture to an extent i can appreciate I can appreciate I am the very band. into horse culture. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. like horse culture insofar as, as like riding them and grooming them and whatever, going to ho- the horse tracks and stuff. But the idea of horses in general, I think they're pretty hilarious animals. So I can, I can get on board with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're very contrary. I like how <laughs> contrary they are. Yeah. They kind of have their own they agenda. May, they... Oh yeah, yeah. They 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 make they make cats seem like the most friendly creature in the, on the planet. <laughs> you know, they they're just like they're really they're bullheaded and uh, stubborn, and you can't you can't make them do something that that they don't want to do. I mean, not without tremendous effort. I I admire that in a creature. It's something I aspire to. Yeah. <laughs> 
Even though they've been domesticated, no. so apparently they're supposed to be conditioned to people boss them around. But uh, I, I think there's still a little bit of uh, head strength in, in the old horse regimen. Oh, yeah, definitely. The farm I was living on before I moved back here to Columbus, there were, there were two horses there, and they, they ran the show. <laughs> I mean, they did. They, 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 ca- they called the shots. And uh, and they played the tune, and everybody else had to dance to it to the tune because they were incredibly stubborn and um, you know incredibly strong. You know, it's just a really. I was we I was doing collier work, which is kind of working with their shoes. You know, getting um, rocks and mud out of their out of their like the crev the crevices of their shoes. And I was working with four people trying to get this rock out of this uh, one of the horse's shoes. And with four people holding this horse down, she still managed to just knock us all aside and, and you know, uh, refuse to allow us to be to, to work on her on, on her foot at all. And you're trying to do the like horse that. a favor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Animals are really unusual in that way, you know. It's like it's like uh, you throw you throw a bone to a dog, and they really enjoy it. So they run and get the bone. You try to get them to bring it back to you, but so that they can continue enjoying this back and forth, and they'll go out of their way to not give it back to you. When really all they want to do is just keep chasing this bone forever, or frisbee or whatever it is. You know, it's hard. It's hard to get them. It's hard to get them to realize that doing that is in their own best interest or when they do the thing that, that they what bring they bring re- back to you and then you try to take it from their mouth and they won't let go of it that's another oh yeah the classic. yeah well, uh, yeah question for you what did you say the the working on the shoes of the horse was called i never heard that term before did you say it's collier work uh, yeah collier c-o-l-l-i-e-r oh yeah okay there's a place in newfoundland called collier's I guess there still is. I, I, I'm sure it didn't disappear after I left. Um, but may, maybe it has something to do with that. Or may, it's probably a last name or something, too. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a relatively common last name, I would say. Yeah. Yep. But they could could go either way. Could I be. mean, if they, were, if they had that last name, it seems, seems to me like they would be predisposed to <laughs> doing that work, right? We. That's how last names work, right? If you have, if you have the last name, you have to do the, uh, you have to, you have to do the, the occupation. That's that's a law in Canada, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, and many other developed countries, for that matter. Yeah, <laughs> it's like your last name was Hinchy, so you had to go into hinching for a living. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing over here in Prague. It's not easy to find work. Yeah, in hinching. <laughs> yeah, that's they, that couldn't be easy. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's kind of it's kind of a lost art. It is. I I kind of don't even know what it is. It's that lost of an art. <laughs> yeah, it's lost. It's lost to even the people practicing the art. <laughs> That's how lost it is. That's yeah. very lost. Um, what are, is is Hinchy a common name in Newfoundland? Nah, not at all. It's pretty much anybody there who has the last name is somebody I know or like I can say, well, I don't know them, but I know this person who's like, you know, their 
father or something like that. So like, you know, maybe it's, it's like a distant cousin or something. So uh, it's funny. I was talking to a guy I work with, and he he's in Boston. And then um, he mentioned that his plumber also last name is Hinchy. And I said, oh, wow, that's surprising. I don't hear of it very often. He's like, oh, yeah, it's pretty common here. So I guess where it's from Ireland, there must have been a bunch of them. I know there were some that went, went down uh, along the eastern seaboard. So apparently it is kind of a, a popular name. They're probably even more popular than in Newfoundland, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, that's I've, I've never I've, – it's the first time I've ever seen it. In fact, the, the name Rory is also another name that I've never really seen before. Yeah, there, but you know, I think there it's, are some other Rory Hinchies online. If, if for some reason you're that curious, I don't know why anybody else would look into this. But yeah, they. Exist. Oh, I, yeah, I definitely am. I'm <laughs> going to send them all friend requests. <laughs> yeah, they're just you know copies of me who live in different circumstances, so they're not just like me. But you know, kind of. Yeah, similar. they're like AI. Yeah, if you if you watched uh, the third episode or the third season of Twin Peaks, it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, I actually I, I sent friend requests to everybody online whose name is Rick Rick Weaver. Everybody on Facebook whose name is is Rick Weaver. I send them all friend requests. So I have I have like twenty five Rick Weavers in my in my friend uh, <laughs> in my in my in my uh, friend list on Facebook. And I did the same thing with Morgan Garrett. So I sent all every everybody's name who was Morgan Garrett on Facebook. I sent them a uh, a friend request. That was a less common name than Rick Weaver, but I there I maybe have like ten or ten or twelve Morgan Garretts on my on on my Facebook. And uh, sometimes if I if I tag if I like tag Morgan in a picture, I've I've accidentally tagged the wrong Morgan. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. It must be difficult when trying to tag them. Or or send a message to them. Yeah, that's another tricky thing. Rick's not on uh, Rick Rick left Facebook, but so I don't I don't send him messages on there anymore. Obviously, but you know, yeah, if I'm trying to send Morgan a uh, uh, a message, I usually have to I have to sort through the other Morgans. I really don't know why I did that. It's pretty. It's actually just makes my life harder. And I I think at one time I thought it was funny because I took a snap or i took like snapped a, a photo of my friend list friend list and, and sent that to him i don't and uh i think i thought it was funny but yeah now it just it's more just a pain in the neck than anything i should probably should probably get rid of all of them i've never really talked i there was one that was an M- mma fighter and uh he was kind of gruff about um me sending him a friend request so he like sent me a message like who the fuck are you and i said uh I have a friend named Morgan Garrett, and I'm gonna I'm befriending everyone with that name <laughs> online. He got he got a really big kick out of it, actually. And <laughs> he and I have, he and I have actually yeah yeah yeah, and he and I he and I have actually corresponded occasionally o- over the years because he plays bass. So if I'll put something if I'll put a piece of music online there, he'll. Uh, and you know it has some kind of bass part in it. He'll he's he's, he's complimented my bass playing on on more than one occasion. Well, that's pretty good. In my music in general, yeah, he's probably complimented my 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 music more than Morgan, my friend, has. <laughs> well, yeah, I always got another Morgan to to try and work with instead. So you, you could do, do that's right. Projects. Yeah, there's one uh, there's one on there called 
Morgan Garrett's Vampire Academy. <laughs> and it's some lady that draws like anime vampires. I get a pretty big kick out of that one. Wow. There's people for everything, as they say. Yeah. I, her last name should be Vampire Academy. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of misleading. You know, since, since she works in a Vampire Academy, that should be her last name. She's breaking the rules. Yep. I don't know. Maybe that's how they roll Vampire Academies. I've never been to one. They play by their... Yeah. Or maybe that's what Garrett actually means. <laughs> Garrett means instructor at a Vampire Academy. Yeah. It could be. Well, buddy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not familiar with the, with the etymology. <laughs> Me neither. But I was going to say we're at 24 minutes, so uh, I think we've oh wow chewed our share of the horse fat for this week. <laughs> yeah, we talked a lot and didn't say a thing, just the way I love it. Yep. Well, we'll do it all again <laughs> next week, and uh, probably the week after that, and the week after that, I'm sure. Now you're talking my language, buddy. As always, it's a real thrill, and I, I can't can't wait to tune in. All right, pal. Thanks for hopping on, and uh, good luck with whatever the All day right. brings your way. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. Bye-bye. Good, goodbye. All right. Well, I'm going to hop back into this whole set of songs about not being able to make it in the big city. This is Carol Fitzpatrick, Farewell to the City.
It ain't nothing but a concrete jungle With people packed like sardines Where everybody's trying To live beyond their means Where all the natives hurry And scurry to and fro And like fleas on a puppy dog They got no place to go I wouldn't live in New York City If they gave me the whole dang town Talk about a bummer It's the biggest one around Sodom and Gomorrah Was tamed to what I found I wouldn't live in New York City If they gave me the whole dang town Well, I ain't seen the sunshine Since the day that I arrived Cause brother I've been busy I trying to survive Nobody knows you've been here Till you're six feet underground And you become a statistic If they remember to write you down I wouldn't live in New York City If they gave me the whole dang town Talk about a bummer It's the biggest one around Sodom and Gomorrah Has tamed what I've found I wouldn't live in New York City If they gave me the whole dang town I've heard enough country music coming out of your joint to last me a lifetime. Now, pipe down. It's the music of angels, sir. Don't you dare talk about country music. You're taking it to a whole other level with that shit. You need to cut it out. You scut it out. Well, I came here looking for something. But I couldn't find anywhere else Well, I don't want to be nobody I just want the chance to be myself Well, I've done a thousand miles of thumbing And I've wore blisters on my heels Trying to find me something better on the streets in Bakersfield Well, you don't know me, but you don't like me You say you care less how I feel But how many of you that sit and judge me Ever walk the streets in Bakersfield 
some time in San Francisco Well, I spent a night there in the can Lay through this drunkard in my jail cell I took $15 from that man But I left him my wristwatch and my old house key Don't like folks saying that I'd steal And I thanked him as he was sleeping Then I headed out to Bakersfield Well, you don't know me, but you don't like me You say you care less how I feel But how many of you that sit and judge me Ever walk the streets in Bakersfield How many of you that sit and judge me Ever walk the streets in Bakersfield Take my woman where she longed to be We left our kin and all our friends back there in Tennessee Then I bought those one-way tickets she had often begged me for And they took us to the streets of Baltimore Well, her heart was filled with gladness When she saw those city lights She said the prettiest place on earth Was Baltimore at night Well, a man feels proud to give his woman What she's longing for And I kind of like The streets of Baltimore Then I got myself a factory job I ran an old machine What she used to be Then I soon learned She loved those bright lights More than she loved me Now I'm going back On that same train That brought me here before While my baby walks The streets of Baltimore
Got holes in both of my shoes And I'm a walking case of the blues I saw a dollar yesterday But the wind blew it away I'm going back to Houston Houston, Houston I haven't eaten in about a week And I'm so hungry when I walk I squeak Nobody calls me friend It's sad the shape I'm in I'm going back to Houston 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 I got a girl waiting there for me At least she said she'd be I got a home and a big warm bed And a feather pillow for my head I'm going back to Houston Houston, 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 Houston I take a bus or take an old freight train I thumb a ride or walk, it's all the same I'm going back where they know my face And I'm never gonna leave that place I'm going back to Houston Houston, 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 Houston Well, it's lonesome in this big town And everybody puts me down I'm a face 
without a name. There you go. It's the end of the Can't Make It in the Big City set, as I would call it. Even though some of those songs are more like I moved to the city and then I couldn't keep my romantic affairs intact or, you know, variations on that theme. But yeah, basic idea being not doing too well in the city. Uh, so yeah, that was Lee Hazelwood, Houston. That originally appeared on Friday's Child. Put out 1965 by Reprise. A later pressing of that was actually called Houston. That particular mix of it was from uh, Strung Out on Something New, the Reprise Recordings, put out in 2007. I mention that because I only really noticed it just now, but it's kind of a weird stereo thing where uh, Lee Hazelwood's vocals are panned hard left. So then when it gets to the harmonica solo and he's not singing, there's just nothing happening in, in the left channel at all. So it, it just sounds really kind of empty. I, I, yeah, it just sounded kind of weird when I was listening to it now. <laughs> Probably should have checked that out before. Uh, Wynn Stewart before that, Big City from the 1963 Challenge single. Graham Parsons' Streets of Baltimore from GP put out in 1973, also through Reprise. Then Homer Joy, Streets of Bakersfield from 1972, uh, released by Capitol Records on a single. And then before that, Buck Owens and the Buckaroos, who had made that song popular uh, previously, although Homer Joy had written it. But yeah, anyhow, uh, Buck Owens and the Buckaroos with I Wouldn't Live in New York City if they gave me the whole damn town. And I feel the same way. I think it's a nice place to visit, but I would not want to live there. Uh, released by Capitol Records in 1970 on a single, and then what else? We broke in, or I broke in, talked to Zach for a while. Uh, then earlier, it was still the big city set, uh, Carol Fitzpatrick, Farewell to the City from a Spinner Records single. Bobby Sisko, Streets of Success, that was a pretty dark one from 1969 through Wesco on a single. And yet another dark one, Charlie Sugar Time Phillips. West, or no, no, Wild Side of Houston from uh, 1977, put out by a label with the stupid name Spirit of the 21st Century. I still have, I don't know, probably more songs than I should actually try and play before the show ends, but anyway, I'll start it with Sweeping Promises Trust. Is uh, This one taken from Hunger for a Way Out, put out last year. By feel it.
I didn't make anybody stay here until 7 a.m. or 11 or whenever it is everybody finally left. I didn't make this kid pass out on my floor. People wanted to be here. Suck City. The song was Friends from Fish, which they put out in 2020 through Beat Knife. Then was Butthole Surfer Strawberry from Independent Worm Saloon, released in 1993 by Capitol. And started that very brief set with Sweeping Promises Trust from a release called Hunger for a Way Out, released last year through Feel It. And then, yeah, that's it. I'm already over time. I don't know if that matters. I don't think it does. But I got other stuff to do, so I'm going to get the fuck out of here, as Jack Rebney will say in a few short seconds. Thanks for being here. Replay will be posted soon. I'll be back again next week. Uh, I'm sure it'll be on a Saturday. I can't see why not. Uh, Thanks for being here. I think I already said that. Yep. Bye. See ya. Chairs and tables. Let us get the fuck out of here. Just look after yourself, as they always say, because no one else will. Be seeing you. And you.